Well, broken campfire. It's time to. It's time to talk about games. What's wrong with you? I like games. I'm just trying to. Andy speaking spell. I'm trying to come up with. I'm trying to come up with a good. Broken Campfire intro mm. haiku. Oh, and you well, do that before uh, the show? You do it right as we're... Yeah, no. That's I, I actually, I'm not going to lie. I actually did think of one when I was driving this morning, and I was like trying to like remember it. It started, well, Broken Campfire. That's that's line one. That works. Do the syllable count. Which flower did you choose? For its I'll choose none. Maybe it was... a. Uh, Maybe it was, it's time, it's, it is time for another, no. God. I'm going to oh, say well. that you're lying and that all right. it's just the worst well, start ever. Let me, let me tell you guys, all right, the first line is well broken campfire and the last line is games and other stuff. I don't <laughs> remember the middle line. My favorite Listeners. episode of Broken Campfire was the episode where Andy could not remember the haiku he came up with. Yeah, I was say, you know, I'll just go ahead and nuke this. Hey, you know, I won't just go ahead and restart the local. Hey, <laughs> what? No, listen, listen. This it's is quality. It, it's elaborate. I'm actually making an ARG for our listeners oh. who can submit their answers to the Twitter at Broken Campfire or the email brokencampfire@gmail.com um, to fill in. What What is your favorite? middle line of a potential broken campfire haiku we're we're waiting and i'll read out the best answer next week what good community engagement we have i know right on point and with that we have john flask and greg this Ooh. week we're Ooh. missing hello Vito. uh Oops. and i don't Sorry, i don't have I don't have good credit, or I don't have good cover on Vito. It's just he just didn't want to come. So that was MIA. He said, "You know what? I don't feel like it." I'm that's tired that's on him. Middle finger. That's on him. To our whole. But audience. hey, you know what? We're here. We got our friends. We got our pod. That's all we need. We got uh, some games and other stuff to talk about. We're gonna start with our roundtables. Greg. Hi. What Can I go got? first? I get to go first. This is so lovely. Of course. As soon as you said that, I rearranged the docket. Yeah, well, you know, someone stole my uh, my second place spot last week, and then I had to go like last, which was pretty crazy. Oh, it was Vito, right? Yeah, it was yeah, definitely Vito. It was definitely Vito. Oh, I only have one thing to talk about because I've only been kind of doing one thing besides Final Fantasy. Uh... I bought uh, Pokemon Ar- Arceus, which is that new Pokemon game. Everyone no, knows oh, yeah. how to pronounce yeah. that name, but I'm I I would I've say heard, Arceus, uh, yeah. no, I nothing did. about I I've heard nothing about the game, but I I'm aware of some pre-release hubbub controversy over. It seems like fans are split somewhat about the new art style. Mm-hmm. Uh the game looks like hot, but. <laughs> is the best way I get. that game has some can, awful can you can you graphic. help me understand why cuz i'm not i'm not trying to be I a contrarian no but like either. as a guy with no special love for it i don't i mean i see it and it, I mean, it looks pretty this you know, is the uh, this is the first pokemon game i've played since like sun and moon which i think me john noxo played and we didn't even finish it 
we like got all, actually yeah we all got like we all game today. <laughs> but um, <coughs> yeah, this one dude uh, dude at work kept talking about it, and I was like, all right, I'll get it and play it. And uh, it all it looks really bad. Like it just it does not like just the the environments don't look good, but the Pokemon look good in my opinion. So I mean, it's like it kind of uh, evens itself out there. Are the Pokemon but, uh, a different game? When you when you say <laughs> they look bad, are you saying like pixels, like low like, res? Uh, yeah. Are you saying yeah, like, like just like uh, uninspired? Like it or, looks okay. like I'm pl- nah. Like it's uh just it doesn't look good. Like it looks okay. really bad you. quality. Okay, that's uh, disappointing. But the gameplay though is fun as hell. It's it it's, looks uh, like the breath of the wildification of Pokemon. I I want to say it's like the breath of the wildification of Pokemon. You are. Uh, it's not so it kind of plays like the old ones where when you go into a battle, you pick your move and you uh watch the Pokemon fight. But it's not uh it's not like avatars, like pixel avatars. Right. It's like they're actual things and they actual like do the moves or whatever. Okay. But a cool thing is uh like in Dragon Quest Eleven, where you could run around while they're doing their moves, you can do that in the game. So there's there's been times where uh, I think one of the main times is I ran into something that it was way too powerful and it was about to kill my Pokemon and just for fun I just ran between the middle of them and I just started screaming no don't do it and he just fucking blasted me and my Pokemon away do you get injured by Pokemon attacks? no you can get injured okay. though while you're not when you're not in a battle you can't get not to be a raging not to be you a get attacked by Pokemon sport. too but I it's not. I, I I thought it was cool that Dragon Quest had that feature, but I very quickly turned it off because it had um, literally no. It has no effect. Battle. It has no. Ba- it's just. So it's, I, for it's me true personally, I think too? it's just something okay. fun to do. Okay. Yeah, it has no yeah, yeah, no sure. effect to anything. No, yeah, it's just like oh cool, it, it, I can uh, I can walk to. around. I'm just curious. I mean, also, I, ca- I guess it ca- confused me. I didn't know <laughs> if it had any effect. I was like, am I doing anything? And then I turned it off. I thought the same it, thing um, until I think you uh, you were watching me early on. You sent me straight, John. I want to say maybe it kind of has an effect where if you like, say if something attacks you or something is chasing you, you can throw a Pokemon at it to start the battle, and then you can continue running and leave your Pokemon to die. <laughs> or if you know faint, and you just grab it and leave. Okay, Protect- so so the, the the way you like escape a battle is by running away from the thing. You, you can run away, or you just, yeah, you hit run, and you'll bring your Pokemon back, and you just leave. You just get the hell okay. out of there. Uh, you really don't even have to battle Pokemon. You can uh, hide in, like, bushes, and uh, it's not like the old ones where they were hidden uh, in the grass. They're just all over the place. Uh, also, the Pokemon world is really loud and annoying, because all you just hear are Pokemon constantly screaming out in the distance. <laughs> And it is there's some that you notice right away, and they are incredibly obnoxious. Like there's this one, uh, it's like a cricket, and I constantly hear it just screaming. I can, I can, I point it out every time. I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. You're talking about Cricketune? Uh, maybe it's that or the evolved form of that. (laughs) Okay. The musical Uh, cricket Pokemon. Yeah, it's it's loud and annoying. But uh, so I'm like almost at the end, I think. Uh, I was playing that before I came here. Uh, everybody ca- hates me and kicked me out of the village in the game. Uh, Why? Because I'm I'm a bad guy. I oh you're the, a Pokemon the, uh, abuser. Well, no. So the story of the game is you literally fall from the sky. You get a Sekai to oh the yeah, pass. it's a guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. You're the guy from uh. I th- apparently, 
uh, you're the guy, the main character from uh, Diamond and Pearl, just older, really? and you got thrown back in into into the uh, long ago times. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, people just think you're like bad news, even though you're going around helping everybody. You're from a bad time. Yeah, we'll come around eventually. You just gotta give him time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll take over that town one day. Everyone's afraid of Pokemon in that game. They're all they're all terrified of Pokemon except me. I'm the only guy there that ever catches and fills out their dumb old Pokedex. Powers. It's true. I mean, <clears throat> what you were saying, Flask, how Pokemon people are terrified of Pokemon, and they're rightfully so to be uh terrified. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it from like our perspective, like there's a Pokemon called Ursaluna, and it's just a bear that's maybe like three times the size of me. If that was just roaming around, I'd be pretty terrified of it. I mean, bear, but stronger know. and bigger. Yeah, just and and it could oh, like, and it can also uh, shoot uh solar solar beams at you. So you know, that's great. But uh, yeah, dude, says, Pokemon um, saved me in the war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, he got saved in the war. Um, but yeah, like was, there's a lot of new. What I was gonna just ask generally, like, uh, you know. I think I think even Pokemon fans would would cop to this, but Pokemon is maybe the most simple kind of JRPG you could possibly have. You know what I mean? Maybe I mean yeah, it's, 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 literally, it's like one step the, higher than like Final the Fantasy. Gameplay one is, on the gameplay so on the, on the far, it's been it's been you go to five areas. There's five areas in the game so far that I've been to. Uh, you grab. So it's pretty much the you, same. Yeah, you talk to okay. uh, a lord. You which you, or you talk to one group of people. You get the Lord Pokemon, one Lord Pokemon of that area, and that gives you like a travel ability. Where uh, like, well, the first one is a Stantler, and that you use that to like uh, basically <laughs> drive around the map. Uh, mm-hmm. well, another one you can get is like a fish, and you can swim around. Uh, do you have to keep that in your party though? No, you actually they're a separate thing. Uh, okay, nice. learn the lesson. So you just uh, yeah, that's pretty sick, uh, <laughs> and, and and that works well for a. Uh, Open world game like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there's like a bunch of different ones you can get, and they all they all have like different abilities and stuff that you work for. All right, that sounds Um, pretty cool. But uh, ah shit, what the hell was I saying? I just lost my place. Uh oh yeah, so you get the. I think you're saying you don't like uh, it very much. uh, Yeah, you get your mount special or whatever. Uh, and then you go and you go to this other lord who is frenzied or uh, basically a boss, and you just basically have to uh, Dark Souls boss style of defeat him in like a boss battle by dodging all his moves and throwing uh, these bombs at him to calm him down. Bomb the Pokemon with rabies. Yes, with uh, with his favorite foods that they you basically take their favorite foods and you squeeze them really hard together into like little packets. And then you throw them at them to calm them down. All right, all right. And then you go to the next that area, and it's rinse too. and repeat. But so um, what's the, I feel like... What's the... Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, like, the main gimmick of it is really to be running around catching Pokemon, which is uh, to, fill, to fill out the Pokedex, you have to uh, get these research levels. Uh, so basically, to fill your Pokedex out, you have to, like, for certain Pokemon... It'd be catch this one certain Pokemon ten times, um, see it do this move this many times, and you would do that to level it up. And once you get to ten, you get a uh, check mark on it, and that Pokemon is complete, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. 
Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. It actually ties into what my question was going to be, which is what is the decks like in this game? Uh, so it is the, uh, the Sinnoh decks, I believe. Um, okay. It had like, uh, the diamond and pearl one. Yeah. Uh, basically it's been most of them. Uh, they have their own versions of, of certain Pokemon, uh, Hisuian versions. Cause the place is in, uh, Hisui, which is some island. Uh, some of them I've, there are some Pokemon I've never heard of. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even know this thing existed. And then there's others that have like uh, special versions, and I've seen them, and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool looking, cool now." It's uh, it's nice, and also it's not like a fancy uh, electric thing. It's literally a scrapbook. Is the Pokedex? Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense for the time period. Yeah. Uh, you say that, but I was in a one town, and uh, there was like it's like this very old, uh, like you know, before electricity and all that stuff. But then there's, like, a machine in the background, I noticed, and I didn't go to check on it, but it just looks like this crazy, like, boiler or something. Like, some just crazy, like, machine. Well, it's probably some manic inventor who's uh, out of his time. Well, it's the professor. There is a professor. Right. The first professor of his uh, craft, apparently. What's his tree name? Uh, He is Professor Laventon. Is that a tree? Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> a lavender, a lab, maybe he's like a lavender tree or whatever. He just looks like an idiot. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I'll probably be done with that like tomorrow. It's fun. If you uh, I mean, this is probably not for you guys, but if anybody likes Pokemon, this is a uh a nice mix up of uh, you know, a Pokemon game. I literally can't see me playing another Pokemon game that isn't like this. If I was to ever play really? another Pokemon game, okay. right? I was gonna yeah, because yeah, I mean, at least it's a step in the right direction. If even if it's not like a home run, uh, yeah, oh yeah, hopefully they I keep mean, going this way. Like I like the way it plays. Where I don't, I think I would never go back to just sitting in one spot, like having to run through the bushes to find a uh, to go th- grab a Pokemon, and oh, mm. I don't know what it is. Oh, it's there. Uh, I kind of like just, you know, skulking around in bushes, waiting for one to show up, and then just smash them in the back of the head with a lead ball. This is a step towards what Pokemon fans have wanted in their, like, their dream version of Pokemon for many years. Oh, the, uh, you mean like the Unreal Engine world. Pokemon? <laughs> sort of, yeah. The, 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 the open world, you know, actually running around and encountering Pokemon and being able to interact with the battles in real time and such. Yeah, dude, it's cool. Uh, uh, I would like this game if it had like a multiplayer aspect to it, like there kind of is, where uh, you could find people's lost bags if they get knocked out. You can uh, just find their <laughs> bag and return it to them. Oh, that's, well, that's nice. kind of cool. <clears throat> I think they do really few- need to just improve, though, is like the game freak seal of quality on these <laughs> Pokemon games. Just like make it, you know up to modern standards basically don't it can't look like shit and it can't yeah it, it can't That's have really that my... jank of like the open world pokemon just kind of floating out in you know midair or whatever and just the weirdness of uh yeah the, the sort i mean of that's really like my has. biggest gripe with that game is just it I like I enjoy playing it but it is just so goddamn ugly to look at it makes <laughs> me so i'm like oh ugh gross but hey 
I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it because I'm having fun. That's good. Oh, uh, cool. yeah, that's uh, that's Pokemon. I'll give it a Pokemon thumb and up and a ha thumb half up. Ooh, is, all that, right. is that pretty much been uh, your life the last week or so, I assume? Yeah, it's that and Final Fantasy, but I'm not going to go in about Final Fantasy. <laughs> we ain't got all day. No, we don't. Um. Okay, great. Well, thanks, Greg. Uh, I think he might be leaving us after the break, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, okay. No. No big deal. Uh, joining Vito, huh? Yeah. Me and Vito actually are going on strike. We're starting a union, the Broken Camp Union. Broken Camp Union. Okay. You'll be crushed. John. No. All right, Flask. No. Got him. Okay, I'll go. I mean, you guys are both saying no. You, you don't leave me a choice. I gotta fill content. Uh, what if you said no? Yeah, we should both say no, and then he can't do it. If I said no, would John have to go? Because he was the first one up. Well, we won't know. You I didn't so. say no, though. You said yes. What if I say no now? Andy, I'd love to hear what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, all right, I'll go. What you've been doing. Okay. Uh, well, too bad, Greg. You're not, you're not gonna. You're gonna hear what we all said. We all said I no, guess I'll know. hear what John has to and say. And he's going after the breaks. So you're not gonna hear nothing. <laughs> well, uh, you know I, that's always contingent on how long everybody else takes. I'm sure you guys. I'm gonna space draw it out. It all started <laughs> when I was born. You understand? The evil. He's gonna do a play by play of Binding of Isaac. Your first video game. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me tell you guys. I still remember the first time I played the Binding of Isaac. What what was your first video game? What's everybody's first video game? I mean, that you that you have a quick memory of, like the first Super memory, Mario World, I would say. Yeah, it's Super, Super Mario, Mario World slash Duck Hunt. Yep, that Super playing with that with my dad and being very upset that I couldn't jump over a cliff. Yes, that's Super Nintendo, right? Super Mario World. I have uh, a game. Yeah, SNES. No, it's just normal NES. Oh, okay. That's I know I came with the I came with the dual because with the NES yeah. I, I gave I don't know this would be obviously I had it on the uh, but it came SNES. with the package with the the zap gun and it had like the the duck hunt game and it had mm -hmm. uh, Mario Brothers or the first Mario Brothers we, on it. Have we talked about this? How we had the exact same first game experience? Because I, I we believe did. we have. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had my NES. first game was also that that uh, package uh, yeah, Super Mario solid. Brothers well, duck you, hunt you, on the NES. This shows my uh. Shows my age a little bit. I, I think I'm a year or two younger than you guys. Uh, well, my even first that was like way older than us. I mean, that was yeah, in like the oh, sure. right? Or something. I'm just yeah. saying my first game is uh, Link to the Past. Oh, well, that's a good first game, though. That's that was another one. That's a tough first game. I mean, I might not My mom played games that, back then. Or comprehend that. My mom you know played games I mean? back then, and I had older siblings, so I'm sure I played games earlier than that. You know, of course I did, but that's like the first memory I have, and I, and I and I certainly wasn't beating it. I just remember, I remember fighting the ghost boss as like a very young kid. Yeah, but, I, know, I mean, I I would hate that. I think that would fucking I would get so lucky. Like I do remember that game. I remember my friend brought it over like way later when I was like almost in high school, and we played it. And I was like, man, how the fuck are you supposed to know this stuff? Like, you know, just going to these different areas and picking up these items. Dude, I had a, speaking of Pokemon, I got a real quick Pokemon story before I go. I remember when the original one came yeah. out. I mean, sure. I probably had to be like four or five. And I couldn't figure out how to get out of the first like town. Like, Professor Oak talks <laughs> to you, and you just have to walk like up and go into the grass. And I just could not figure out. 
how to get out. I was going in every house over and over and talking to everybody. I think Alex ended up doing it for me. That's weird. I had a very similar experience, except in Viridian Forest. I didn't know those little mats. You were, were like lost in the forest forever. Exits. I was essentially. <laughs> oh I had to I had to ask ask somebody about how to get out. Well, I think, and I, I'm not the only person who had this experience. I totally brute forced my way through the uh, the cave where you need flash because right before yeah, the battle starts, it'll flash your screen and it'll show you like where everything is for a second, or you know, right before you get in, like a, a random Pokemon fight, so you can like <laughs> just use that to get through. I had no idea about HMs until until later. I think until you needed to use cut or something. Yeah, I absolutely just memorized that cave. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Uh, what um, have I been doing? One second before you do that. Oh. I, uh, I got a... You unlodged a childhood memory I haven't thought of in years, but, you know, Link to the Past is maybe my, like, first game, but, like, I think one of my favorite childhood gaming memories is watching my mom play Spyro, and I remember I'd never played it, and uh, she was stuck on the final boss of Ripto's Rage, and I was like, can I try? And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever, and I beat it. She'd whip the controller at your head. Wow. So, yeah, go ahead you better and realize that before. <laughs> she talked about that for years. I remember that. That was funny. Before she gets salty about it. Yeah. I know. You stole it from me. He was mine. <laughs> All right, John, you're going to talk about some dumb monkeys or something, I think, or whatever. Yeah, Whoa, I'm playing this what new game fuck? that came out on. Well, actually, I don't know if it's new, but I was scrolling through the Xbox no, it's Game been Pass. Out for a while. And uh, I've seen this game. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. You're right, Greg. They're very smart monkeys, to be fair. It's called Microsoft Solitaire Collection. (laughs) Uh, Microsoft Flight Sim? Are there just like monkey versions of the the face cards? I downloaded it, and I've been playing a few games of Solitaire in the morning. You know, just get a little soul tar out. Uh, you, you've gotten, Dude, you're gotten, like uh, really you've gotten old that far down, huh? The home. Yeah, well, my, you, got... well, my, you know what it is? I think I, I really do. My grandma <laughs> played Solitaire all the time on the computer, and she can have a little handheld. I mean, she's still alive. She shouldn't like, play as much anymore. Uh, I just she imagine like Morning John thing. Morning John scrolling through the Steam uh, storefront, looking at the sales, looking at the top selling, just <laughs> sighing, and then opening up Solitaire. Solitaire is forever, <laughs> dude. And it even has a little thing when you win, like the cards will do funny stuff, you know, like they'll do, you know, they'll do like the little uh, bridge thing where they make like infinity cards, but then they that even added different part. ones. Some of them will, Whoa. times they'll just like blow up into fireworks. Uh, I've seen them, they just got like thrown around like ninja stars, I think. I mean, so, you know, you're getting new content. It's not just the old Soltar you know. It's kind of like old Soltar you know. It's kind of like a roguelike in some ways. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I'm playing a little Solitaire in the morning. Uh, I can't remember. Did I beat Death's Door last week, or did I you, say I was no. going to beat it? And you, beat are it you okay, night? John? I, I can call Alex if, if you need to. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. Right. Don, you want to play a little Solitaire while we're talking? I don't tempt me. All right. <laughs> no, I mean instead of talking. Oh, we'll instead talk of talking, yeah, Solitaire. yeah, yeah. I'm down. I'm for sure. Okay. We're just in silence. No, uh, but last week we had discussed Death Door, and you were still just partway through. Okay, then yeah, I think no, not that. Day. I think the next day I had just straight up beat the whole game in like Ooh. one sitting. Okay. Well, not the whole game. Obviously, you were there. I mean, I beat the uh, second boss, the third boss, and then like the end thing, and the, I, I beat the, right. the main story okay, or whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I got all the weapons. That. Um, 
And yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I already knew I was going to dig this game. It was, you know, just playing it from the get-go. But uh, it was it was solid. It was actually a little shorter than I thought. I think that, not to say that it's a better game, but I, I think that um, Nobody Saves the World definitely clocks in a little bit more. Gives, well, I mean, I'm not done yet either, I guess. But I wasn't done in Nobody Saves the World. But it's a little short game. Probably like nine hours, I'd say. It's like fair. I think that's around. I wish, man, I wish they would tell you how much, like, on Game Pass to give you your stats and stuff. That would be nice. That'd be super. That's so dope on Steam. Um, but I'm going to say probably around nine hours for me to be, which is not, like, anything wrong with it. I was just talking about Dying Light 2 the other day, and, like, it seems cool and stuff, but I just don't want to, like, commit that much time into playing a game, you know? Yeah, there's something to be said for that concise sort of experience. Yeah, sometimes like a just, nice like like a like actually nine hours, twelve hours is just like a real solid time, mm-hmm. especially for a game like this. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was really digging it. I started going through more, and I found like the little these like secret challenge doors so you can challenge these like bosses too to upgrade your um you know your magic abilities. That was fun. Uh. The rest of the bosses that I met were fun. Yeah, I posted a few screenshots. Yeah, it's just an overall solid... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, enter the Gungeon meets Dark Soul type of game. <laughs> so you haven't yet uh, tackled the Enter the Death Store. Enter the Death Store. No, no, I put that nine hours in and then I beat it and then I actually haven't even turned it on since then. Oh. But I didn't delete it yet. I still have it. I'm just like so secure. In his victory it. was John. Yeah, but no, I I do I go back, mess around. Cause it's a fun game just to smash on fools and. Yeah, I mean, Vito around. said that his favorite part of the game was the post game. Yeah, yeah, sure. it's, fu- it's, it's funny. It's funny. I I could feel the game growing on Vito as he discussed it and played it over time. As as a guy who's not yeah. yet played it, um, but I remember like uh, even even near the end, he was talking about how he felt like it was a very average game. And it was fine, and been like that was that, was, and he's like, you know, of course that's fine. Like people need to be more tolerant of just perfectly fine average games. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because th- having a game that is fine and average is an achievement. You know, it does take a lot of work. You don't need Not to blow sure. the roof off every single time. You can just have. But fun. then, but then I don't know. It just felt like as it was sitting with him, he he just kept talking it up in his mind and. Uh, I'm not saying oh we all do that you know I'm not criticizing him and yeah um, I I've been there with other games like that and it definitely made me more interested to play it seeing how uh, that game has grown on you guys. So Vito is our most uh, hyperbolic and unpredictable member. And, I feel uh, like it's not in the running for a five up you know, but if maybe a right. t- five maybe a ten up you know. Yeah, you can see that. Uh, I mean it's early in the year, but yeah, it's, I mean it's definitely good so far. And then, lastly, I don't know what the fuck you guys were talking about earlier, but I was playing um, this, this not new game, new to me, Ancestors, A Humankind Odyssey. And let me tell you, this is a strange, this is a funky game. This is a nutty case. This, what, is this a, was, this was the it? smart monkeys versus dumb monkeys debate. Yeah. What is it? You ask what it is? I'm hesitant to even say what it is. I mean, I guess it's just a open world game. Um, you know, I seen it on sale and it looked kind of goofy and I remember it coming out and not getting the greatest reviews, but I didn't really look into it when it came out. I bought it and my initial experience, you know, you boot the game up 
I bought them pretty blind. Like I said, I didn't like do research on it. I just, uh, monkeys look fun, bye. Uh, you know, you start the game up and it gives you, it even like says when you start it up, like, we're not going to help you much. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And like you start the game and it really, it really doesn't fucking help you. Like there's, there's many systems <laughs> in the game and it, it explains all of them very minimally. And at first I couldn't tell if like, that's what the game was going for, or it was a shit game. But then I started giving it a few hours. Hours. I'm telling you, I think I really do believe that the average gamer, the average person, like buying a game from Blockbuster or whatever, just on uh, Game Pass, just came to it, would play this game for less than ten minutes and bounce quit. right off. Because when okay. you when you start, you're Dude, now, you're, I mean, now you're challenging me. No, no, I really believe it because when you when you start, I guess the, the whole idea of the game, I guess if you want like a plot or whatever, is. You start off as I don't know I I don't know the the professional names, but the most unevolved type of ape, ten million years ago, um, and it is your job to uh, learn and pass on your genes, and I'm I guess and eventually evolve into some sort of Homo sapien over the course of millions of years. Uh, but when you start the game, your your character literally can do I mean almost nothing. You have very little like uh, range of sense. You can only use one hand to pick up objects, uh, and how you learn or expand your your knowledge is you have to carry a baby around and just interact with different like uh, objects or different like scenarios, okay. and you'll gain these neurons and you can spend points in different categories. So, like I said, when you start the game, you literally can only use your right arm. You know, you can sense very. You can obviously see, but when you when you're using like your senses, you know, very like a uh, short distance. And yeah, so you carry your baby around, you're looking at stuff, you're you're eating stuff, and you're getting sick, and you're not getting sick. And then, yeah, then you, you know, maybe after 15 minutes of playing, you unlock the ability to use your left hand. Whoa. And it's actually, it's still pretty clumsy, because it's like you pick, you, you know, you go over something, you press A to pick it up, and then it's in your right hand. Then you have to press left bumper to put it into your left hand. Um, and you can only do that while standing still, because you can play for another 10 or 15 minutes, you know, 10, whatever, explore some new areas. And then you're going to get the ability to change items while walking or drop items while walking. And these are all like separate things that you're not starting off with. So like, and, and it's not going to explain this to you. It's not like, hey, stay calm. Like you're going to get this stuff in a while. It's like, all right, you're a monkey and you can't do shit. Uh, that's just the very beginning start. And then like there's further systems, you know, you're, you're an ape and you're, you know, it's, it, the, and the map is actually pretty massive. I haven't explored it all yet. Um, it's pretty darn big, but you know, you go to certain areas or you go to like, um, there's probably like an invisible dome or whatever. And the game doesn't explain what the fuck's going on, but eventually your screen is just going to turn like grayish and there's going to be like fucking noises all around you and like little faces popping up on your screen like predators. And it, I, only through like hours of trial and error and like, what the fuck is happening? I figured out that. You are out of your area of like uh, comfort for your clan, and you're basically you're just like, oh, we've never been in this area before. So what you have to do while you're in like panic mode, and like the game is like tricking you into thinking things are attacking you by making like the noises it normally would. You have to go around and look at like common items that you've seen in other places. You know, like maybe like ten of them, and then you know you have to like run maybe to like a like a central area of like the the, the uncomfortable zone, and you'll unlock it. But the game doesn't tell you that. Like you have to like sit there and trial and error and figure this stuff out. And 
you know, if you die or whatever, like say you're playing for like four or five hours, you know, you've evolved a couple times, you've you've had some babies, and you've had a spot of bad luck, and the, your your lineage dies. Well, too fucking bad. You've pretty much got to start from square one because there's no one to remember those uh, things you've passed on, like the you know picking things up with two hands or walking. <laughs> it it's 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 funny when I was playing this game, I and I'm actually enjoying it. I I think once you stick with it. Uh, it's kind of fun. Definitely not for everybody. Definitely not even for most people. But um, when I was playing it, I thought of the exact opposite game. And I was like, what is the most hand-holdy game I've ever played? And I thought of Pokemon Sun and Moon. Because <laughs> that game, I don't know, it, it's funny Greg brought it up later. I mean, literally every three <laughs> seconds, that game is stopping you for a five-minute like exposition to tell you exactly everything. where to go. Yeah, give you a starter Pokemon. And I was like, man... I'm so much more enjoying this stupid monkey game, right? I've already restarted like twice because I fucked up. And I'm like, dude, with the knowledge I know, I could get to where I was way faster and I wouldn't have some fucked up stupid monkey family. Uh, and I'd rather have this kind of game. Not not for every game. I, you know, I, I value tutorials and proper teaching experiences in game. But I'd rather have this than the, the sun and moon experience uh, any day. It seems a little bit more intricate than Spore. Yeah, yeah, and I did like Spore, but you know, Spore had the creature creator and right and stuff. And in this, you just monkey. So yeah. when you make a bow, yeah, well, see, that's the thing. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't have any means. And like, okay, so to to sometimes to like get unlock new abilities, you just have to like take a fucking leap of faith and like try something. Like, oh, I'm gonna eat this, or I'm gonna try to like combine these, or I'm gonna right. go fuck with that's this animal. How it happened. Right, but the thing is, all I know how to do right now is just run away. My monkeys, do, I don't know how to fight anything. And I have theories. I've made sharpened sticks, and I have so, theories, but I'm afraid to try because I don't want to get fucking eaten by a, a saber-toothed tiger. I was looking up some interesting stuff about this game while, while you were talking, and I may have missed a bit of it, but are, are you regularly dying and then... You're like your son playing as your son or something, or how's that? How's the well, evolution working? Or are you just are you building? You should a not be regularly dying. That is bad. No, normally what work what happens is like I said, as long as you're carrying a baby around and like you're doing like going around new areas and doing things, um, you'll get like uh, I guess what I call them neuron points, and that's kind of okay, like short term. Okay, yeah. Well, there's three different sure. stages, so that's like short term evolution. Now. Well, hold on, hold on, that's just short term. That's like you unlocking new powers. And then after you've done that for a while, you can find a mate and give birth. And when you do that, normally you can like lock in like one or two of the things um, that the previous generation learned. So they'll have that next time. And you can't pick like the crazy okay. outer things. You got right. to start from the inner shell. And then even further than that, and I've only done it once, they have an evolution option, which I guess you pick when like, you think you've pushed your whatever kind of ape species you are as far as they can go and you're ready for like a big evolution. Uh, you do that and the game kind of scores you based on like the things you've done or like the tools you've used or kind of like, you know, the, uh, the how they say it is like yeah. where science say you should evolve and where you have evolved and they kind of compare. Right. Cool. Um, cool. That, that does yeah. sound pretty neat. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun, but I definitely see why it did not catch on and, and why yeah. not, you know. When's it from? To, to that game. to that fact, uh, when I was Googling around about the game, I, I picked up a bit of development history 
that if I shared it, I think would be a spoiler to something you mentioned earlier. So it's something you would know about before playing the game if you like had read about it, but I don't know if you want me to say. Uh, it's not a spoiler like the gameplay, right? Like I don't. No. Well, then no. I guess I don't care. Uh, it's the planned first part of a trilogy. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if it did. Well, that doesn't sway me at all. I wonder if it's still going to be because it didn't do very well. Exactly. Yeah. I say I don't have any factor in because I don't. I don't think we'll see more. I Even though I kind of would like make to. the wheel, dude. Uh, I think that going through the trees. I yeah, yeah, last thing just to wrap up. I think the actual movement of the monkey is is uh, or ape rather, uh, is the the highlight of the game. Uh, going through trees and climbing and stuff just feels. I don't know. It feels like I would imagine a monkey would feel doing it. Sure. Um, and it, it can be very really slow and like laborious sometimes. Like if you're not in a tree, I mean, movement kind of sucks in certain areas. There's aren't a lot of trees. Um, but hey, man, that's that's just evolving, dog. I think it would be funny if All you right. reached the end of the game and uh, became Homo sapien, and then suddenly the sequels that they are saying they're going to make take on the air of like a threat. Like what is post human? <laughs> what what are we going to? What's what's oh, yeah. next? Game game three is a straight up human instrumentality. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Game three is just Call of Duty. It's just the next one. So when was this game released? Recently, twenty twenty. Uh, no, late twenty twenty. Which... Fall twenty twenty. Something like that. Okay. August twenty seven, twenty twenty. Actually, a little later yeah. than I thought. I thought it was earlier, but yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I don't. Oh, sorry, I totally that, that's on. That's on Steam. The initial release was on uh, consoles and maybe Game Pass slash what Microsoft Windows in 2019. And I don't want to talk out of turn here, but I'm pretty sure when this game came out, one of the lead devs was kind of being an asshole, and he was saying people just don't get. He was one of the like, hey, people just don't get the game. This why it's not doing well. <laughs> and like. I totally and get, it. I get to what they're going for. Like, you know nothing, and the game doesn't teach you anything. But, like, I mean, I could have told you before I even put a few hours in. Like, most people are not going to like this. Don't go uh, causing monkey trouble. Uh, sold man. a million copies. Yeah, it sounds pretty low, really. Um, depending on how much effort that's, was put into yeah, making it. still not terrible sounding, but, yeah, it depends. And and I don't know how, um, how much this may have factored into its long-time... Long, it's longevity or whatever. I'm sure the Metacritic scores in the low 70 range mattered more, but it was also an Epic Games Store exclusive for a year, apparently, on its first year. Hmm. Maybe that's why I didn't uh, pick it up or anything. Yeah, that's probably why the developer was going off on people. I'm sure people were not happy about that. Like, they're yeah. not happy about any of that. When that happens, that big story exclusivity. Yeah. That's, that's oh, you sure. know what? Hold on. Maybe I was being a little too uh, hasty on the guy. I, I looked at this real quick. He actually said it didn't do well because he accused critics of actually not playing the game, <laughs> which I could kind of understand because, like, if I was a critic, I could see them playing it and being like, for the first few hours, I genuinely didn't know if the game was just shit and, like, just had bad like things when because you know you'll do something one time and it'll end up with your monkey like fucking being afraid or getting hurt and then you do it another time and it won't and you're like what the fuck was the difference and then like later you'll find out like oh that was like a fucking slightly different berry or something but you can't know until you get a better sense you know so like if you don't stick with it it just seems like it's just a bad game <laughs> so maybe the uh 
Maybe it was too complex. And like, that totally feels like the, the intention, though, which is simian brain. Yeah, I mean, and, and it feels like that is the exact intention. They want you to be shitty and suck, and then evolve. But like, I don't know. It's just not going to transfer well to some people. But that's uh, that's why uh, ancestors, humankind, something or other, <laughs> humankind odyssey. All right, cool. Monkey madness. Yeah. Is that all you got, John? Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. All right. Flask. I think we can squeeze you in before a break here. Okie dokie. Unless you have a massive round table. Nah, it shouldn't be squeeze long. in. All right. Um, I was going to talk about a different game as my main topic, but I wanted Vito around for that. So uh, since he screwed me over in a major way here, I'm going to divert to a backup game that I, I wasn't even planning to talk about at all. Oh, God. Real, real quick, before before I get into it, can we get a round of boos for Vito? Boo, Vito. And on my homie say. Yeah, when oh, he listens Vito. to this later, he'll really uh, get the message, I think. Anyway. Vito, I hate you. Yeah, with that right. as well. <laughs> um, so I played uh, Firewatch. You guys remember that game? Yeah. It's on Game Pass. That's why I played it. <laughs> um, uh, it all comes down Campo, to the Campo Santos. Campo and they were. Santo, yeah. And uh, actually, you say that, John. Pretty sure that team was absorbed into Valve and is, became part of the Half Life Alex team. Yes. Although I think they're well, still planning to make another game as Campo Santo. I'm, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, I thought they had done work on Alex. I'm, they I'm pretty did. sure they did. They did. Okay. Uh, so it was kind of like an in-betweener game for me just because it's on Game Pass. Um, it's one of them, it's one of them walk arounds, you know, people, you know, maybe some people might call it a walking simulator, but it's, you know, you're, you're doing stuff. It's just minor stuff as you walk around. Uh, and it feels kind of lackluster in comparison to those other games of that, of that type. I'm not really sure why. That, that, um, that's always been the barrier that's kept me from playing it. That I, I know there's a general tenor of like, it's not as good as those other ones. And yeah. frankly, I'm not that interested in, in those types of games to play more than the very cream of the crop. You know what I mean? Understandable. Um, I don't even know if that is like a fair assessment on my part that it's lackluster, but that's how the experiments, uh, experience it's felt It's not gone to me. home is what you're saying. No, not quite gone home. And I think uh, What Remains of Edith Finch is still my favorite of that genre. Right. If you want to call it a genre. Um, oh, I do love Edith Finch. I try to get everyone to play Edith the game. Finch. I got Vito to play it. Vito I, mean, I got to play it. Did he eventually play it? I, I know Vito did. He did. Okay, I forgot that. Yeah, I never, I talked never about played it so the standalone version of that game. I played the Half Life mod. I'm pretty sure of Edith Finch. There was a Half Life mod version. I didn't even know there was a Half Life. I'm pretty sure there was. Are you thinking of Dear Esther? Oh, yes, that's what I'm thinking of, Dear okay, Esther. I've yeah. not played Warman to Edith. That one is, Finch. like, by far the most walking of the walking simulators out there. Yeah, it's, it's probably not a great one to start with, because it, like, really gets you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely have not played, played Edie Stinch. Edie Stinch? <laughs> Edie Stinch. Oh, my favorite. Um, But I will say the, the unique thing about Firewatch is its wide-open setting. So it's it's you're in this wilderness region. You are a, a Firewatch station person, um, Firewatcher. Oh, Firewatch! 
and uh so it's this it's this open map with like crisscrossing paths and it's not terribly hard to navigate and they give you a map and a, a compass so you're not you're never really to be lost is is on you basically you have to just like read what you're given um so it's neat enough in that in that regard i thought you were talking about that game where you play like firefighters no no and i that's the game i would say should be in vr oh yeah fire yeah i've played firewatch yeah you have game. okay yeah yeah sorry yeah yeah first person you're walking around the wilderness you know national park place um i just don't really see the point in a world like this for a game like this uh since almost all the time it's you're just like retreading empty wilderness paths to get to different places yeah um and i suppose the point I mean, is I, like witness the natural splendor which is fine but is it it does that game also have like a story and it does i, I don't know the spoilers but i am i'm to understand there's a twisty twistiness to it that i was gonna get to probably that probably like second, the reason yeah. why people okay go ahead so yeah the splendor is nice but i think that's the only reason that you're they make you like walk around to different places and retread the same ground over and over again right um and yeah exactly one of the loudest things that you'll probably have heard about the game uh even if you haven't played it yourself is the controversy surrounding the ending uh right. or at least the divisiveness around the ending um so does anyone care if i just say what the expectations were and like what the ending actually is I do not care. In fact, I might appreciate you taking this awful list of things I okay. thought you're gonna play. You really don't need to play no, it. I, in my I, opinion, I play it. John is, okay. Go Greg right ahead, man. All right. Um, yeah, go ahead. So better, anyways. Yes. Spoilers for Firewatch until fifty-one oh one. The expectation was built up by the fact that the story of the game is you're a new Firewatch, uh, wa- employee, new Firewatcher. Uh, and you're communicating with a, a veteran firewatcher who's your boss. And over the course of the game, as you solve little problems around the area and get to know each other better, um, a possible conspiracy starts to emerge in that someone seems to be like stalking you too, and you in particular, and uh, keeping track of your movements and uh, messing with you know the firewatch operation that you have uh, to look after. Um, leaving little clues around the the region, um, and it seems to maybe tie into a, like a local research station or something like that. Anyway, so there's this buildup of expectation that there's some larger conspiracy at work. There's some enigmatic, mysterious figure uh, stalking you and watching you at all times. Um, and then it turns out at the end that it's just a guy whose son was killed accidentally in the area years ago, and he has been hiding essentially in the wilderness all this time uh both to evade you know questions and and um responsibility is fire? for is the was the accident the fire <laughs> no it's his name fire his name is not fire like- <laughs> you're not watching mr fire um but uh so yeah he's hiding away just to avoid all the sort of like consequences of his son dying because you know some people might not think it was an accident whatever um and he is just literally just tracking you in order to uh prevent you from finding his son's corpse essentially (laughs) um that's the only reason uh 
So he's he he is gone. He's going to all these incredible lengths of uh, messing with you and like gaslighting you and uh, breaking your stuff and causing problems just in order to sort of throw you off the trail of discovering his son's body. But of course, inadvertently by doing so, he leads you straight to his son's body. It's kind of a messy story, honestly, in that regard. Um, And so you meet, you find out that there's a conspiracy and then you solve it right there. Well, there, that's the thing. There isn't a conspiracy. There's just a guy, a lonely guy. Yeah. I I get what you mean though. Well, no, the game leads you to believe that there is something. It does lead you At one point, it makes you think that there's, like, maybe even UFOs or, like, government agents or something going on. Like, it really tries to make you believe something crazy is going on. Yeah, I never got the sense that there were aliens involved, but other people have said that. No, well, maybe not. uh, No, I feel like there was one part or something. Like, I feel like when you're checking all those, like, crazy... uh, Well, aliens might be a little stretch, but definitely, like, government people. Okay. Um, You're dealing with all these different, like, little satellite centers or whatever. You, You keep finding them or... You gotta mess with them. I don't know. Sure. It came on like 2016, I think. <laughs> yeah, it did. It's been a while since I played it, but yeah, I definitely remember playing it. I was, I did not, I wasn't worried about some fat dad hanging out in the woods. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people were kind of miffed by. But I didn't. That. I also didn't hate it. I wasn't like fuck that. No. So I was like, ah, it was a fun game. But a lot of people seem to be seem to be a little po'd about the the sort of subversion of expectations, and that it ends up being something very mundane instead of some like sinister uh presence or conspiracy and uh honestly i i had very little problem with what they did for that ending i i I think it was like internally consistent and maybe it's because i had been aware of the divisiveness already but i I didn't expect much more than that after the build-up um but that does tie into the sort of the lackluster comment i made earlier which is the build-up was unspectacular on purpose uh and and the whole game didn't read to me as something headed for extraordinary events you know like you're just walking around the woods for 70 days talking to another right. person and getting to know them uh so i totally expected something very mundane but that's also why the game didn't really inspire me that much it's like a slice of life which is fine but it's it's not like compelling or profound or anything like that um, as, as a story, as a plot. It's just, you know, it's simple. It's nice. It's fine. It's a nice summer anime. You're <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically. A nice summer fine. anime with like a little hint of something maybe sinister that ends up going <laughs> yeah. nowhere because that's so not just anime. Point. Got it. Just anime. Yeah. And yeah, so. Uh, I think that's all I want to say about Firewatch. Okay, Firewatch. Yeah, not not no real need to revisit that. It's been a few years since it was released. All right, Flash. Thanks for your contribution this week. I'm sure you have nothing else. I have one more thing. Oh, I expected more. If if you have time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I suppose. All right, thanks. Uh, the other game is Star Trek Elite Force Two, which I finished. Oh, oh nice. I've been enjoying watching you play that here and there. Yeah. Is I did, that I the? Yes, I, I was like, that. is that the one I've seen you play in here a few times? Yeah, I've been. I'm, I was streaming some sessions of it, and uh, so yeah, those those Elite Force games are uh, a fun one-two punch of uh, FPS adventuring Star Trek style. You know, um, yeah. 
And the second one has some new mechanics that uh, mix things up here and there from the from the first one. And you can tell that they wanted to sort of break up the quake wave shooting stuff, which admittedly does dominate the second half of the game anyway. Uh, but they do introduce some new little puzzles here and there. You have to navigate like an environmental puzzle or uh, use your tricorder to detect like gases or uh, seal off vents with your phaser or something like there's little things that they mix it up with. I kind of wish there was actually more of that variety throughout the game Uh, because sometimes it does get very shooty, but that's kind of to be expected from the engine they're using and the the style of game they're trying to make, especially in the early 2000s. Not going to be that complex. Um, and of course all the, the pipe mania hacking puzzles, <laughs> which are frequent, um, and, and critical of course. Yes. But the, the story is actually fairly decent. I wouldn't say it's anything cerebral, like the, you know, the best episodes of the show, but they're not, it's not just an excuse. At least it like, it gives you a reason to meet alien bikini elf who just walks around a starship in her bikini and no one no one bats an eye at alien bikini elf. There's probably a room temperature in there, you know? It probably feels good. Yeah, it feels good for her. It's just everyone's super cool with it. Like, super chill about alien bikini elf. Um, She's rocking it. I can, I can just see Riker citing religious purposes for her wardrobe. But yeah, uh... Yeah, the Elite Force games are, are are neat little things. I I never really knew about them until more recent years because I was never really into Star Trek until more recent years. But I'm glad I played them now because they're just uh, yeah they're fun. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to learn that there's there's uh, good video game content uh, in that universe. I had not heard yeah. that, and I would not have expected it. Most Star Trek games are like simulators, like ship uh ship yeah. ship combat yeah. stuff, Wh- and, which like, is RTS. fine. Yeah. There have been a few third-person, you know, uh, shoot- shooties here and there, but I do, I do wish they would make more games in this style because I think they would be fun now, like with modern tech and uh, sensibilities. I think another Elite Force style game would be great for sure. And uh, I, I like seeing my boy John Luke throughout. That was fun. Your boy who? John Luke. Oh, Jean-Luc Picard, yes. Jean-Luc. He was in Elite Force. He's the only... He he seems to be the only Enterprise member who they brought in for Elite Force 2. I mean, the first game was Voyager 3. And, and he was in a prominently. He wasn't just a one-mission oh, yeah. quest giver. No, he, he's, he's on the scenes. Enterprise. He is the captain. But he's the only yeah. crew member from, from the Enterprise. Oh, really? That, that's kind of lonely. Like, you yeah. don't see Riker or anybody? No, it's very strange. In fact, they bring yeah. Tuvok back and Chell. And, you know, some minor characters. But Tuvok is, like, sitting on the bridge most of the time in the captain's chair. So he's, like, essentially Riker. He's, like, essentially uh, first Riker. officer yeah. for some reason. I'm really not sure why. But this is set after Voyager. So, like, there, it's it's not like it doesn't make sense time-wise. But it's just strange that Tuvok would just assume the role of first officer in the Enterprise. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> just because just Havoc team is uh, brought on board. All right, anyway, anyway, that's it for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. You know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and squeeze in just so we can do a nice, clean, squeeze all the round it. tables and a news type of podcast. All righty. 
First thing, I finished up, well, let me clarify, step back a little bit. I got one ending in Cruelty Squad. Oh, multiple endings, huh? Yeah, and uh, I recommend that game for sure. Two thumbs up. I can't really say a whole lot about it without spoiling it. So I don't know if anybody wants to be bunkered for this game. Oh, uh... No. No, I'm, I'm alright, actually. Okay. The game, like, gets you with, like, this first-off garbage aesthetic with, like, garbage sounds and everything that do slowly grow on you. Yeah. And they do fit the world. You just gotta figure out why eventually, you know. Um, in this kind of hardcore, old-school FPS combat that honestly feels kind of bullshit at first, but eventually you get upgrades. Eventually you, like, play the stock market. You pick up enough organs, you get some cash, uh, you start fucking <laughs> wrecking dudes, and you get used to the combat and everything. But then it hits you with stuff like the difficulty mechanics and systems in that game are, is so weird, where you start on, like, the second hardest difficulty, Divine Light, and then when you die once, you get this weird death screen that says, Divine Light Severed! And uh, you go down to the next lower difficulty. And I can't remember what it's called, but th then you get down to the very bottom difficulty. And at that point, you're, you're, you're told you're basically just like a flesh automaton that they're regenerating for free. <laughs> but you're basically their slave at the lowest difficulty. Uh, and you can't just go to a menu and change it back up. Like, there's... It's actually pretty rare you find opportunities, at least until you, like, clear all the levels to change your difficulty. But you can work back up, though. Through gameplay, you can't avenge. Well, no, not really. I mean, you got to oh. find a you got to find a shrine, which there's only one in the first and last level, oh. but you're not going to find the one in the first level. Um, but the, the game is built like that because after you get to the end, what you think is the end of the game, you unlock the true hardest difficulty, hope eradicated. And that oh. changes up all the levels of the game, and you don't have to go back and play through all of them, but you sure can. There's a lot of secrets and shit to find. Um, so you beat the first you beat the game, which is where I'm at, uh, and you get the hope eradicated difficulty in the final level. And where I'm at on the screen, I, the main story is maybe 14 or 15 levels. There seems to be like six, five or six secret levels I haven't found. I'm pretty sure I have to clear all of those to get another ending. And then there's another secret level I might have to be for a, a true ending. I don't know yet. Um, hmm. But it's it's cool. You know, it's got an old school game vibe of like lots of secrets, you know, really reward you exploring. It's got some cool ass equipment. My favorite, of course, is my grappendix, which is an external intestine that I can uh, use as a grappling hook and swing of around course. places. Yeah, it's uh, disgusting. But useful. And the game's got such like a sick vibe slash atmosphere story to it. Um, I think I'm not entirely sure I've pieced everything together, but I'm pretty sure it's basically like a future, super future world in which like corporations rule everything and violence is mainstream and uh, all the billionaire capitalists have found immortality, so they basically just rule everything. Um, and you're playing as, you know, just this low-life fucking grunt doing jobs for one of the uh, corporations just killing people because nobody really cares about human life and death anymore. Right. 
But it, it it seems to have some deeper stuff going on story wise, and it's pretty cool. Very cool aesthetic. Very cool world. Good game. Highly highly recommend if you're in the the shoot 'em up vibe, and also it's got a little bit of that Hitman stealth game, not quite type of a looping vibe where your next run, you know, you're gonna do better because you know where enemies are at, you know where weapons are at, that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. And plus, uh, uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say people can go check out uh, one of our stream segments of you playing that to see if the presentation yeah. will be too off-putting. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and you know, I I immediately knew the game was gonna go somewhere with that presentation, but certainly, you know, it grows on you. Like eventually, yes. like eventually, you become desensitized and you no longer see it as garbage aesthetic. You know what I mean? Right. I get that. I'm definitely going to keep playing that game. Try to get all the endings, at least. Uh, oh, yeah. I did want to comment, like, one cool part of the game is, like, right there in the middle, or right in the middle of the game, it seems like Cruelty Squad has turned on you, and the mission is that you're waking up in your apartment as Cruelty Squad is tracking you down to kill you. Um, Classic. The, and the description of the mission is... Now you've done it, you freak shit. You fucked up. You're being tracked by the grid. The eye in the sky is watching. And you, like, kill, a sh- like, fucking dozens of cruelty squad guys and get out. And the very next mission, you're still with them. And they're like, oh, hey, sorry about that. Somebody fat-fingered the button. <laughs> That's pretty good. And the game just goes on. That's pretty good. All right, all right so that's Cruelty Squad. I also picked up... Sounds a little cruel to me. been playing, you know, I've, I've got... I'm kind of a... I'm kind of a philosopher gamer, you know? I'm, I'm really <laughs> multifaceted. You know what I mean? Yes, I, yes. I got different sides to me. Um, you know, I got the yin, the yang. I got the yin is the FPS old school hardcore shooting cruelty squad. Then I got the yang, and that's, that's a part of me that uh, still wants to play JRPGs every now and then. My last attempt at a modern JRPG was Dragon Quest, which maybe was not the best game to go with because the whole point of that is that it's a classic JRPG. It just is a very nice presentation. Um, right. It's a good game, for sure, Dragon Quest Eleven, But Persona 4 Golden, I started playing. Uh, oh. That's one everyone recommends. Yeah. Of course, my older brother had played it years ago and talked my ear off about it then. So I knew it was going to be a good game. And Greg, of course, is a resident major Persona fan. He, you know, he, he of course, was excited I was going to play it. And you, you've been watching me play quite a bit of it, Greg. Um, yeah, man. I uh, I love Persona. Persona 4 is uh, my favorite Persona game. Yeah. Even though not a lot of people say that. It's a really good game so far. I'm really enjoying it. Fun story. Good gameplay. I'm enjoying the Personas thing. I'm not going to lie. I I felt some pain when I first fused my like first Persona away. And I was like, man, he's he's good, but he's not getting any more skills. But it's like, nah, I don't give a fuck now. I'll fuse anybody. Fuse anybody. You got to become the ultimate Persona master. I'm also, Level you know. your social links with your friends. I was going to say, I'm also, like, really popular and attractive and intelligent. Basically, just like high school was for me in real life. Yes. 
I hate this mechanic in JRPGs. It's my only negative thing about this game. But fucking main character dying. Uh, Sucks. Dude, it is the worst thing in JRPGs. I 100% agree. I hate I hate it. I almost wish like main character for main character death failsy is the worst. I, I get it. Like they want you to feel special. You're the main character, but also like the main character by being a blank slate is the least interesting thing in person in the game to you. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like you don't really care about who you are because you're you. When it's like it's trying to just, it tries to do the blank slate protagonist thing, you know what I mean? Right. So. I hate how that gameplay mechanic like focuses you to like care about your main character and like not have a party full of all your friends instead, maybe or like you know. Uh, to be fair, the main character is, is gameplay wise like just the best party member because of the fusing personas thing, anyway. But still, overall, that's annoying. it's not fair to criticize the game for that because that's just a very common mechanic that this game has. Does Persona 5 do that, Greg? What was it one more time? Does Persona 5 do the main character failsafe? Um, yes. I I believe so. I really don't remember, I'll be honest. It's been like a few... It's been like three years. Then let me tell I want to say yes, it does do that. Let me tell you, Persona, Fatless, fuck you. That, that feels like something that should definitely die off. Like a gameplay mechanic. I agree. Yeah. I, that, yeah. I would even say... Most of the time, at least for these types of games, just kill off the blank slate for tag. You know, <laughs> I don't need to insert myself into the game to like enjoy playing. Now, hold on, now playing a character, but that's just me. For a second, I thought um, you actually literally meant kill them off in the story, but you mean like don't do blank slate yeah, protagonists yeah. anymore. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, like make if you want him to be character. a character, just make him a character. You yeah. know, don't don't. And to be fair, Persona 4 was a PS2 game originally, and Persona 4 Golden was like a early 2010s game. So like, I'm not. Yeah, it was like 2011. I'm, I'm not. You know, that would be way advanced for that type of thing to do. I guess, is, or at that time, I guess. But is Joker from P5 more of a character? Um, I would say he's more the same like the other two like three oh, or four okay i, my, I my assumed brief, from the fact that he has a name and like a, a a fan following that he's something but it okay well they all do yeah. i mean five is i never mind but but do they get either. names in like they do they get canonized with names because of animes like because yeah, i felt like the anime usually gives them their canon name but did persona five not have him named joker uh no, that's just the nickname. But there, that's the nickname that people call him. Because uh, uh, though you're all Phantom Thieves in five, and you're not going to use your real names, you're using like code names for everybody, and your code name is uh, Joker. Well, that's Sujinko cool. Because you're, because you're, it's not really special. It's uh like your character in four. You can use all the personas. You can do that in uh Persona Five also. And right. the, one of the guy, like first people you meet, is like. Oh, so you're like, uh, you're just an all-arounder. Uh, Joker's a good name for you. And then everyone's like, yeah, that's great. All right, let's go. Oh, so Joker's named for, like, the wild card aspect of a deck yeah. of cards. Yeah. That's funny. The wild card aspect in Persona means that uh, you don't have a single Persona, that you can fuse and make new Persona and, like, accept uh -huh. many Persona into your heart. 
It ex- it's sense. the gameplay you can see for the summoning system wherein each of your party members has a single specific persona that levels up, whereas you have like a suite of personas that you fuse and level up. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Did now. you uh get any further from uh where I saw you last, where you were you saved Kanji? Yeah, I uh I'm I killed the optional boss in Kanji's dungeon and I made my way up Rise's dungeon or Rize's dungeon. But I have not Reset? Uh, yeah, I have nice. not uh, I just wanna I, I was wondering if you met Rise yet. Yeah, you know, it's it's a straight up strip club and I'm like chasing like a high schooler who is uh threatening to bear it all. So I don't know if like I'm okay with everything that's going on morally. But it but it's fun. It's a good it's a fun setting. If I get if I look past that and just put that in Japan. Well I'm glad you're having fun. It's a uh it's a great game. Yeah. I love it. I literally bought it so I literally bought it on the computer and haven't played it just so it had a sale on the computer. Because <laughs> I want Persona Five Royal on the computer. Smart. I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna come, and I and I'll buy it when it does. I'm into. Well, I guess unless I hate Persona Four Golden by the time I finish it. Did P three ever get a PC? You're like wow, release? turn around. Uh, I hate this. What did you say? Did P three ever get a PC release? No. Oh, okay. I would never play that one based on what I've heard anyway. Um, I played like half of it. <laughs> so I've heard like yeah, I, I, I played it a friend. I saw some comparisons in the on like the community. This is the last thing I'll say before we go to the break. Um, Persona Three apparently had dungeons that could be literally multiple hundreds of floors with like a checkpoint once every hundred floor, and was <laughs> like very unforgiving. It just sounds awful. Persona Four, yeah, at least, a too much. Persona Four. At least, I think most of the dungeons are probably going to be in like the 10 to 15 floor range at most. Uh, which is fine for how long it takes to clear floor in those games. I mean, I was not having a bad time when I played Persona 3 a few years back, but um, it was definitely the sort of the slog. That's the word I was really thinking of. The slog yeah. of dungeons. Just the dungeon slog was getting to me, and eventually I just kind of quietly stopped playing around halfway through the game i think p4 does a lot better with the pacing because like i said the dungeons are relatively short and it seems it feels like i have a lot of time to clear a dungeon there is like a time limit i think in game but it feels like i have plenty of time so i can clear a few floors and then like i'm like all right you know what i don't feel like doing this anymore i can go back home and spend a few days just leveling social links and doing things around town yeah We're going to end up watching the, uh, the Persona 3 movies. The end of that, so we'll get all the knowledge we need there. Sure. I think the ending of that comparison, uh, Greg, I want you to rate this as true or false. My impression, based on reading a few things, is that Persona 4 has a better story than Persona 5. But Persona 5 has better gameplay. Uh, actually, yes. I would agree with that. True. And possibly presentation? Oh, I'm sure presentation's better. Though, I mean, P4G, if I told you that game came out in, like, 2017, you'd probably believe me. Sure. You know I mean? Because, like, it does uh, look really good. It plays good, too. I actually like, in my in my opinion, I like Persona 5's presentation better. That's what I've heard, I think. Yeah. 
that's not the knock of the P4G has like amazing music and like great menus and like it's very oh, stylish. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Doesn't have like um, a disco kind of aesthetic in its uh, song choices and. Yeah, and, I, I guess I, I don't know if that's the right word because I'm not a music man, but that feels right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I really don't know because I'm also not a musical man. I feel maybe jaz- jazzy disco would maybe be a better. I way know. To put it. Yeah, I would say jazzy. Uh, I do know there's disco balls uh, in the dancing spinoff game. So yeah, maybe. Oh, sure. All right, everybody. That's my roundtable. That's Persona for Golden Cruelty Squad, and that's the first half of the Broken Campfire podcast. We actually have what looks like. Uh, around a page of news to spin a yarn on after the break. So come back, you know, get your snacks, do what we're going to do. Roleplay is us. Uh, actually, sorry, I'm wrong. Roleplay as the blank slate protagonist, sixth chair of the podcast that just joined off the block. And uh, I don't know, you're born under a star that that's really cool or something. I don't know. Uh, actually... Now that we're halfway yeah, through the podcast, I think I'm just going to quietly stop recording. Yeah. Just a kind of a slog at this point. Well. Yeah, just put in some background noise for me, please. And hey, before we leave, I'll leave mid, mid, mid-podcast mid message straight from the heart. Fellas, friends, listeners, Is it when you're out video? there clearing the dungeons... Just don't forget about your social links. Oh, the yeah. boys that matter. I thought you were just going to boo Vito again. All right, boo Vito. Everybody. Fuck Vito. Fuck Vito. All my homies say, fuck Vito. Fuck Vito. Fuck Vito. Fuck Vito. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy fuck Vito. Fuck Vito. Flash, can you do me a favor while Andy's talking about Persona? Can you uh, put a Persona Four song, like uh, like background music for him? Yeah, that. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you. Yeah, we have a list of news here. So things happened in the last week in the industry. Who knew it? Who news it? Nobody newsed. News, 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 news. Jump Force delisted from digital sale with servers going offline in August. Why? <laughs> John's plaintive cry to the heavens. They just had, no, hold on, let me look this up just to be sure. 
I'm pretty sure they had DLC come out for this game fairly recently. Really? Thought they did. Am I not? Am I thinking of a different game? This is the well, one. Hang that's on. To be New clear, York this City. seems to be uh, in the Americas. Oh. What the? Why? Whoa, whoa! What the? Yeah. Hell? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Hang on. Yeah. It's okay. So I do think that the online service is all. Yes. Sorry. Uh, all that is true. It is ending. It is ending sales in Americas today. Or, I guess, oh, okay. whenever this was announced. I did actually see an article back in November uh, saying that this was going to happen. So I guess this isn't like a, hey, sorry, your game's done. Uh, that's weird because, I mean, they have games like, and I'm pretty sure it's the same people, right? Is it Bandai Namco or something? Yeah, they make a bunch Maybe. of jump games. Yes, it is Bandit. Yeah, well, I'm saying though they have like the Xenoverse series that they are still like straight up just like supporting. Mm-hmm. It's like surprising they're just actually just straight up canceling it. No, no more playing. It's a yeah, to the point of taking out online game, right? servers. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a 3D fighting game with um, various anime characters from different Shonen Jump properties. Huh. Maybe um, maybe it just is really not doing that well. It had a very strange reception, and I don't think it was that. I don't think it is that good of a game. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this isn't the first one they've done. They've done games like this before in the past. I'm yeah, sure they do, do jump games. Or in the future, yeah. Maybe just less Unreal Engine. This is my test of my Unreal Engine. Yeah. Yeah, seeing the kid because yeah, it's a very not quite realistic, but more leaning towards like realistic style, and like some characters don't just don't look good that way. I don't want to say it Frieza all gross and Unreal Engine. Yeah. Yucky. There you go. Get your jump force in now. Better news: It takes two has hit five million copies sold. Which I thought honestly hey. when I saw that I was like, what the fuck? Five million? Just five million? But it's a game where it was made such that you only need one person to buy it to play with That's two. That's true. And it's also on the Game Pass now, so That is true as well. And I think even when it was even when it launched it was on maybe I'm wrong, but I think it was on an EA subscription service, right? Yeah. Maybe shortly yeah, after part of EA. But yeah, good for them. Yeah, I don't remember that one. But yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Good for Haze Light. Hopefully we see, I mean, you know, assumingly we'll see more, but, uh, you know, hopefully just give us a bigger budget, uh, more freedom, you know, to do, to do something else. Yeah, next they got to have that, right? Because they've gotten great buzz and good sales. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even, um, oh, was it a way out? I mean, a way out was solid. Definitely mm-hmm. not as good as uh, it takes two, but, you know, still a fun, unique kind of game. Another developer is like, if they're only getting better, I look forward to it. Yeah. It takes two could hit a, well, you know, takes a while to make games, but I was going to say it takes two could be, you could get DLC for that game and see it really fitting really easily into it. You could, you could. In a world world where content was easier to churn out, I wish we could see that because I do love that game. Do you think it takes at least two years to make DLC? I think it takes two years, yeah. Okay. Stadia. 
is being deprioritized by Google. We receive less than 20% focus from Stadia team. This is, <laughs> this is only technically news in that it, it's being reported that it's being deprioritized, but it's not news to us in the sense that Stadia is a, it's been going downhill for a while as far as like, yeah. obviously Google's focus on it has been diminishing. <laughs> as yeah, is I mean, the way it got them. Uh, so less than 20% of the team is left of Stadia and those that are remaining are focusing on tech sales, meaning selling like the underlying technology of Stadia to third party companies. Right. And so apparently they might try to salvage the service itself under the name Google stream, Google stream. But that's again, just a, just a rumor at this point. Right. I mean, why would, why would you even, why would you bought a stadia? What would even be the point of like salvaging that service at that point? You know what I mean? Like if it's on life support, it's not going to get any new games. Like there's nobody going to be making those deals. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess maybe just to make it less, um, to make it more like the other streaming game services, maybe, yeah, like less less like it's an exclusive service where games uh, go to and you have to buy them, and more just like a Google game streaming service. That I could see that happening. Yeah, for sure. Sony offers Bungie employees. A $1.2 billion retention incentive plan. So yeah, Sony bought Bungie and now they're they want to keep the employees they have. Now they're just scooping them on up. <laughs> so what what is that? What is the math on that for each individual employee? It's like over a million for each employee, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but I don't think that's gonna be paid out like that. That's corporate. No, I mean, I'm fund. just saying, like, if you if you cut it up, if you, you know, yeah, if you cut up that exactly amongst each employee, some. but you know it's going to be like something like prorated on like how long you stay. You know what I mean? Like you're going mm-hmm. to get that money measled out over a long period of time. Oh yeah, you says right here, deferred payments are planned across multiple years following bio closure. Okay, they're they're planning to pay about seven hundred ninety two million dollars. In the first two years, it's still a pretty hefty chunk of change. Pretty sick. I mean, it's damn good for those Bungie employees. Yeah, dude, wouldn't that be a pretty good goddamn right? <laughs> like they buy Bungie and then everyone leaves from Bungie and then starts a new studio, and then and then you make Sony buy them, and then you just keep doing it. As as the Bungie employees are walking out the door, Sony execs are just chucking wads of cash at them as at yeah. their backs as they leave. That's crazy. Well, uh, what else we got? I mean, that's good news. First off, great. That that's uh, fantastic. It's real money. That's how you keep. That's how you keep people. That's cool. Uh, Greg kind of fucked us by leaving on this one, but Pokemon releases Diamond and Pearl music library for free listening and usage in personal projects. And yes, you will see that in this episode. I'm sure Flask has something planned. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if like six months from now they just like take it back and they start DMCA and oh, people who have like it and that their, would be another know. one of those got or if it, not even they take it back just like somehow it's still in the system or whatever that they oh, use and yeah. it still gets people get DMCA yeah. like oops we didn't up- update the so and so yeah I, 
I mean, well, hang but on. this is hang on a second. Not. It does say personal video and music creation. Personal project. Uh, you can't deal. Yeah, no, right. you can't just use Pokemon music for your commercial product. But yeah, you know, well, so, so say, many creators out there would love to have this library of uh, music freely available. Yeah, but oh, okay. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to sound ignorant here, but why would you want to ever make something that I mean, other than to practice, I guess, and they'll just riff on it for fun. But like. I can't imagine why you would make something that's couldn't possibly be commercial. That you couldn't possibly uh, show people. You know what I mean? No, no, no. You can show it to people. You just can't like. I guess you can't make money off of it. That that I guess that would be the commercial aspect. Um, so I, 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 I guess yeah. I mean, I guess artists, like you know. I guess maybe I'm just being a bit obtuse, and you know, uh, oh, is, it, is it is it is it a commercial? Like- if you're if you're like a YouTuber and like YouTubing is your business. And you use that in a video that you don't directly monetize, but the attention from that video gets your subscribers. Is that, you know, is that okay? Probably that, uh, that would be fine. But, uh, I'm actually not sure. I didn't look through the fine print. Of That's kind of why, uh, where, why, why I was getting at, I guess. Yeah. On the surface, it does seem cool. And it does seem like a, like an odd kind of step for, uh, you know, a Nintendo oh, for sure, company for sure. To, to do. I don't want to downplay it. It's really cool, but um, oddly positive, I should say, and uh, very much against their usual MO, but it, it really depends on that fine print, I guess. Why Diamond and Pearl? Am I, I don't maybe know. I missed this game. I don't know if I play these. Do these, like, in particular have, like, uh, good music? Like, I don't... I have no idea. It's very like that's almost a bigger question to me is like why specifically these two? I mean, I will say Diamond and Pearl. And they just have a remake of these two. Is that it? Maybe. Yeah, that might be it. But also, Diamond and Pearl were the ones in the uh, the series that majorly created a uh, an online multiplayer scene or an online like uh, what do you call it? Competitive. Yeah, presence. I don't, I don't know how community? else to say it. Yeah, like yeah. an online multiplayer PvP community. Competitive, because uh, that was oh. those are the first that you could connect to other people. Uh, oh right, right, right. And battle, so it kind of does hold a place in in the franchise history, a prominent place. But also, yeah, I guess because of the remakes, maybe that's why. I mean, yeah, cool. I guess. Uh... Cool. All you diehard Diamond and Pearl fans out there, <laughs> you're not listening to this guilt-free. <laughs> As it were, before, you were sweating constantly. Yeah, you said, I enjoy this music so much, but you just had that little <laughs> thing in the pit of your stomach. You knew it was wrong. Eyes on a swivel. Yeah. All right, but... Also, I heard that Halo Infinite delays updates about seasonal roadmap, co-op, and Forge. Where'd you hear that? I don't know. One of you guys put it on Twitter or something. Oh. Yeah. So, wait, so they delayed updates about the roadmap? Yes. So they basically just said, we're going to make you wait to tell you stuff? Apparently, we're, yeah. They basically they said, have, yeah. Okay. There's going to be, be changes to the roadmap. Now. And then now that the time they stayed rolled around, they were like, oops, we need more time for these things. 
Yeah, it's it sounds like a huge fucking mess. Especially because just like uh, you know, co-op and forge. I, mean, I, you know, I didn't really play sure. too much when he came out. I know our group did, you know, a little bit. Uh, have any of you guys hopped back on? No, not, not since like the back. second week it came out. Basically, since you the know, point I, just before uh, uh, Big Team Battle like collapsed and hasn't been available since, like that was the point about which we all kind of fell off of it. I think it's just because he leaves uh, his computer on or falls asleep. But Ethan has uh, 280 hours. He did. He, <laughs> he, he does Infinite. play the game a lot. Oh, yeah. He always got 300 hours. I don't know if that's all legitimate time, but he's been. Damn. I always see him on it late at night. Or, I mean, just see him anytime sometimes. Yeah, hey, so I mean, some men just like shooting. Shoot him good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so. I mean. Were people expecting? I mean, was there like I said, I'm not following Halo at all. Was there already a roadmap? And they yeah, yeah. So like, what this seems to imply is that uh, we expected Forge to come in like September, I think they said, and uh, Co-op to come in May. And it sounds like this is they they had said at some point that they're going to have to post updates to the seasonal roadmap. Um, but this delay is kind of communicating like, hey, that stuff's not coming out when we said it is. Whoopsie poopsie. Hmm. I mean, bad time to be a Halo fan. Well, no, it's probably an okay time to be a Halo fan. <laughs> you still got a new game for free. True. And it's pretty solid. I would say Halo fans could bet pretty good that in a year or two, once the game is actually out and not early access, uh, that it'll be pretty good, you know? Yeah, fairly yeah. good experience though. Continue to uh, be improved and added on to. Yeah, I, I'm optimistic that Forge might give that game some legs, even in our group. Like, uh, I don't know. They, they, Halo Three, Halo Three Forge was so good, and that was without mm-hmm. having the benefit of like being on a PC where like accessing like custom content was much easier, or is much easier. You know what I mean? So yes. there's always been like a dream that like PC Forge, a PC Forge community could be like amazing, you know? Yeah. When you put it like that, I think it's entirely possible that we as a group could get back into it at that yeah. point. Hey, wow. The GTA Remastered <laughs> trilogy has significantly exceeded sales expectations with up to 10 million sold. Wow. Uh, yeah, that feels bad. <laughs> Yeah, they're not going to learn anything from this, I don't think. Uh. <laughs> uh, we have some quality issues. We've attempted to address those. We have more com- oh, We have, yeah. have more coming. We feel very good about how the title has performed commercially. I think we're all a little bit disappointed about the quality initially. We're very grateful that most of those issues have been addressed. There's more work to be done. Have the issues been addressed? I haven't even been seeing anything about this game. I thought it was basically dead in the water. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. I, I actually don't it's know. Been, like, covering I mean, this. okay. I I very much doubt like the weird textures and shit have been addressed. Right. Because you kind of have to unmake the game and then remake it to fix some of but, those things. But it sound. But there was also you know like the. 
basically there was a there were there were a slew of technical problems and i wouldn't be surprised if they have fixed many of the like straight up just crazy bugs you know what i mean sure but maybe so the textures and like the the stuff that people were actually memeing about i don't know yeah just the ship presentation overall that's definitely not going to get fixed and they don't need to learn anything from it it's fine almost makes me want to just see how cyberpunk's doing Hey, wow. Uh, Activision made a record $5.1 billion for microtransactions in 2021. Wow. Jeez, oh, There's so much freaking money, dude. <laughs> There's so much. How do they ma- Oh, man. Yeah. I guess uh, Microsoft feel good. How many Call of <laughs> Duty skins? Damn. Well, it's got a well. Does microtransactions that include? No, that doesn't include like WoW subscriptions, right? That's like smaller money, but right, not no, micro. That's well, not a I microtransaction. Guess, that's a subscription. Right. Yeah, which yeah. makes it crazy. Well, some microtransactions honestly. are more than that, though, which is you know. Yeah, that does make it that's pretty crazy purpose. that that's just from microtransactions. I mean, we've seen this basically this headline like multiple times while we've been doing this podcast. And it's just every time it's just like a soul damaging headline. Absolutely. I was trying to decipher what this in game net booking chart was telling me, like what the y axis meant. Is that just billions of dollars? I don't think that would, that would be a weird way to report that. Report as subscription revenue? I don't know. If anybody's going to read know, a chart, either way, it's. A bunch of money. How much did they get bought for again? What was it? Seventy billion or something like that? Yeah, eighty billion wasn't. Let's look. Let's look it up. Whatever. They'll make their money back in no time. Is the point I'm really getting at. Sixty-eight point seven. Yeah, you're right. Seventy billion. Yeah, with those with those kind of numbers, easily. Especially once uh, Activision gets the help of like Microsoft supply chain to reduce the costs and everything gravy train hey wow there's a Futurama revival ordered at Hulu with multiple original <laughs> cast members returning but not yet confirmed John DiMaggio who played Bender for all those yeah and we kind of already went over this a little bit uh, bad idea even worse if he's uh, Bender's not in it yeah it, it literally is what's the point without Bender you know I never watched much um, of the I mean, it, first revival, but wasn't it kind of like not good already? That that revival. I here, here's the thing. What the first revival was just like the series of movies, right? Like the four movies or three movies. Oh, was that it? Yes, I, I think so. I yeah, I really didn't care for those. I didn't think they were very. I don't know. Okay. And didn't, didn't really think they were great. And then they had the second revival, but it was like two seasons or three seasons. I can't remember what it was. Um, oh. All right. Overall, I didn't think it was that great, but I I do think there are select episodes in there that are pretty solid. I, I think I, uh, I think it I was think very. The ending uh, is pretty good. Yeah, I agree, and I think I think it was very not offensive though when it was bad. Like for the most part, I was not yeah. cringing. There was I think yeah, 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 one yeah, or two yeah, very sure, bad episodes sure. in there, but you know it's certainly watchable. 
But um, who wanted this? I mean, the series ended like like you said. It had a pretty good ending. It was a good series finale too. It was like the third yeah, yeah. third series finale the series has had so had had, and they finally nailed it. Yeah, I mean they they wrapped it up pretty, you know, pretty well with the bow on it. I'm sure they're just gonna like meme about the the ending and you know pretend it didn't happen or or someone's gonna mm. bust in and change. You know, I'm sure they make a joke about it or something. Yeah, the show that wouldn't die. Um, but yeah, and not not looking forward to this one. No, neither am I. And it, I, I just hate that. I whatever. I the you guys did. behind it seem excited by it, but like, who wants this, man? Like, who needed this? Is there still people like saying more Futurama? Like, what's enough? is enough. Like that. Overall, that was seven seasons of a show. Yeah, you know I mean? that was a good run. But like four Some things you should just movies in enough. it too. And you did say that uh, they said that if they don't get John DiMaggio, that they're just going to recast Bender, which is just yeah. like crazy. I don't, I don't buy any of this though. I mean, this has got to just be right. straight up contract negotiations. Like both John DiMaggio and them are just signaling that it's a money thing. Yeah, I could see that. No, I, I agree. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about this in next year and, uh, <laughs> now, we, we're not going to have great things to say about it. Shinji Mikami hopes Resident Evil 4 remake will make the story better. It says he originally wrote it in three weeks, which I find entirely unsurprising. Yeah. I mean, it's not like who cared about the Resident Evil 4 story. You know what I mean? Like there's some memeable moments and it was certainly not like awful, but. Hey, hey, I like the Resident Evil 4, st- 4 story, but not because it's any great shakes, not because it's some kind of amazing, you know, mm-hmm. masterpiece or anything like that. I just think it's super well balanced in how it handles, uh, like, the camp and the creep and uh, the, that sort of level of, like, Resident Evil cheesiness. I think it's great in that regard. Uh and it's it. I think there's a reason that why it was so iconic. It's dumb in the best possible way, um, and it works perfectly for the type of game it is. I th- I think. All right, I think yeah, a lot that's fair. Feel no, that that's totally well. fair. Um, I mean, I I don't, I don't I don't I'm not saying it's like bad. I'm just saying like it's not. It it doesn't surprise me that how it is is something that can be written in three weeks. Oh no no, you I know, get that. It it wasn't like a fucking landmark prestige story is more money. Maybe I came on too strong. No, that's true. Uh, but, you know, this is an unnecessary remake in the first place. So I just, you know, I'm expecting them to basically fuck it up by, like, trying to make it more serious or something like that. Um, oh, I'm sure. And I'd say to Mr. Mikami, you know, sometimes you just nail it, even when you didn't expect to. Sometimes you just nail it right out the gate in three weeks. I saw some people point this out in the comments about this, and uh, I I thought it was funny because I remember thinking this as a kid. But like, one of the problems with that game's story is uh, Krauser just shows up, and everybody acts like you know who Krauser is. And I remember right. thinking like, oh man, I haven't played all the games. This must just be somebody from one of the other games. But like, no, yeah. he just he was introduced there, and then they made another game after that that explained who he is. See, even when I was like. I hadn't played all the games. I was for some reason super into Resident Evil lore. So I knew that Krauser wasn't in the previous games. And I was just like, 
this guy is so weird. He's such a weird outlier yeah. in that he's yeah. just there. Yeah. <laughs> just this game. But you take well, it. It's part of the tapestry. Alongside the other flip to the other side of that coin in Resident Evil 4 HD Project version 1.0 is released. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a whole, it's like a whole uh, HD remastering by fans, essentially. Yeah, it looks pretty good, too. And uh, it's not like they're, you know, it's not like they're giving out the game. You have to have the game on PC and you just download, you know, the patch for it, essentially. Yeah, if I ever deign to play this game again, that's definitely the way I would play it, you know? Yeah. I do own that on the PC, for sure. Me too. Good for them. Uh, Good for fans. Yeah, and we've we've talked about this quite a bit, but Resident Evil 4 is not a game that need to be re- needed to be remade. No. At most, you know, if you wanted to do something like throw just fresh coat of paint on it, I guess, like that Resident Evil HD project does, but even then, the game doesn't look terrible. No, it still looks it has an aesthetic. fine. You you know when it's from, you know. Yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo was originally The Evil Within 3. That is interesting. But it's not even out yet. It wasn't like The Evil Within, didn't, wasn't that like a, a different game to begin with too or something? Oh, um, I'm honestly not sure. I should know this. But or maybe I'm, it's just so similar to Resident Evil, I just assumed it was. You know, he'd probably know, Greg. <laughs> yeah well, I mean seriously when I played the first one I really like if somebody would have just told me it was like hey this is Resident Evil uh, spin off six and a half yeah or like well before seven came out they were you know they were like hey it's Resident Evil seven I would have believed them because I mean it's so similar to it's definitely from like, the same DNA uh, yeah. more so five and six not than you know, the earlier ones which one um, sorry and I didn't play uh, the first one Evil Within oh, one oh yeah okay Gotcha. Uh, and I didn't play two. I heard that one kind of turned it up a little different, and it was yeah, better. The second one was definitely but, um, better than the first. Yeah, that didn't surprise me. But Ghostwire Tokyo—that's the game that they've been talking about for quite some time, and it is just not out yet, right? Yeah. Yes, it's still yeah. yet to come out. I remember us getting hyped whenever we've seen trailers because it has a cool vibe to it. It does but, look uh, cool. I don't. I don't even it's know if you know much about this game at all. Well, it's interesting because like. It's interesting to hear this because uh, this game is first person. It's kind of got that like um, Dark Messiah sort of vibe mm-hmm. of like doing spells with your hand, like Arch Vitalis, Dark Messiah vibe. Yeah. Doing spells with your hands and shooting stuff off and destroying monsters with it, um, which is kind of not at all what Evil Within was. So definitely came a long way to a different place. Than just Evil Within three, yeah, which is cool. You know, you that you like hearing those stories when, hey, we were making this rote sequel, but actually we just made something too original. Yeah, like you know, speaking of Resident Evil four, yeah, I exactly. Was Cry came from Resident yeah. Evil four. Haunted Ground came from Resident Evil four. Yeah, yep, yep. And uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is releasing on. March 25th. Is that a Sony exclusive, though? I believe it is, yes. PlayStation 5 on the uh, 25th of March. Wait, is it PlayStation 5 exclusive? I believe it is. Really, March, huh? I'm not I playing that. I don't think oh, sorry. No, it is a PC version as well. Okay, you I was going to say, I, th- I, I, I would have thought that I would have known if it was a game I wasn't going to be able to play. 
because it's I always guess, uh, being published by Bethesda. So oh, I guess it'll be coming out on PC as well under them on PC and on that Game Pass. Oh, I hope so. Hell yeah, I'll play. I'll play Japanese Fatalis or whatever. Japanese Fatalis, yes, absolutely. Windows Nintendo Direct, according to Flask, I suppose, was who, who editorialized this, was pretty damn good, end quote, especially for JRPG fans. Well, I think the general consensus today, or, yeah, we're, well, sorry. Oh, I know nothing about it, you know. That's, yeah. I miss this. They do Hollow Knight? No. <laughs> no. I don't give a fuck, dude. No, dude in fact, in fact I, uh, I went to the subreddit beforehand, the Hollow Knight subreddit, and the mods apparently had even gotten word from some source that there was definitely not going to be word at Hollow Knight. They had a pinned thread saying, please be respectful during their... This was for, it was posted like two weeks ago, too, so the fans knew. Wow. And uh, it was like, pinned thread, please be respectful during the Nintendo Direct. We have, we have a close and reliable source indicating that there is no information about an imminent release of Hollow Silk Song. Why the fuck do I care? Well, I think that just like the general uh, response to the direct was pretty positive. And uh, go ahead and name one hundred things that were cool. Oh no! Oh no! Um. Oh shit! Portal one. That's what I thought <laughs> for the Switch. <laughs> Portal two. Check check and mate, John. For the Switch. Oh, wait, did they actually announce it? Yeah, yeah for the Switch. Oh, I mean. I'll give you a half for that. MLB The it's Show like 22 gameplay footage oh, revealed. Oh, shit, Barb, I'll give you two for that. <laughs> I can just actually roll through the, the things that were kind of like yeah, positive, yeah, please, I guess. Please do. Real quick. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is going to be another Xenoblade Chronicles game. Uh, Mario Kart, the most recent Mario Kart, is going to get 48 new tracks, which is pretty crazy. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> but they're going to be track. like mostly old tracks from older games, just like remastered. It's still, it's like it's still pretty solid. solid. It is pretty solid. solid. I mean, is it free or is it a paid DLC? Uh, paid DLC through 2020. Yeah, 48 tracks, dude. That's still pretty that's good solid. Song. Good yeah. amount of content, no doubt. Uh, there's going to be a Fire Emblem Three Houses, like, uh, Musou game, seemingly. Like a Dynasty Warriors style. Oh. Um, poop, poop. There's going to be a new Mario Strikers, the soccer game. <laughs> uh, Chrono Cross is being remastered and uh, released for the Switch, which is uh, uh, people seem to be pretty excited about. I never played chrono cross but uh a lot of people seem to be like whoa never expected that and it has something called the radical dreamers which is like a thing from the original game i guess that was like a text adventure uh that was never like available really to anybody until now so cool for chrono cross fans who have uh lived in silence Mm. throughout the years um there's going to be a remake of the first two front mission games, which are those mech uh, tactic games. That's pretty cool. Um, okay. Okay. Going to be a free update, free update to Metroid Dread called Dread Mode, where one hit and you're dead. Ooh. They should have called it one hit and you're dread mode. They should have. They should have called it. They should have called it Metroid Must Die Mode. Oh yeah. Good idea. Why didn't they use that? Uh. Kirby and the Forgotten Lands has not, introduced. Uh, real quick, what? I just want to say I've not yeah. played that mode, that kind of mode in mini games, but I did really like Devil May Cry Three playing Devil or Dante Must Die mode, which had that feature. Okay, so it's an it's a nice uh, it's a nice feature to have then. Yeah, well, at least uh, and I think there are two difficulties in 
um, Devil May Cry that had something like that. And I think the more common one people liked was the one where everything died in one hit, including you. Oh, okay. That sounds pretty fun, actually. Yeah. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands has introduced a new meme mode, according to the internet, uh, where you can just swallow like large objects and use them under their own power, like cars and vending machines and shit. Called mouthful mode, it's like uh, Mario, yeah, like Mario Odyssey, except well, you're swallowing it and then inhabiting. Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, kind of cool, kind of creepy. You know. Yeah, uh, sounds, sounds pr- pretty good, Kirby. Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings will be added to uh, Nintendo Switch Online. And no word on Mother Three. So. Andy, I forget if you explained this topic on the podcast before, but where mm-hmm. in this equation is Mother 3? Like, why wouldn't they just translate it or use the fan translation and release it alongside the other two here? My guess is because um, they had already bundled Earthbound in Earthbound Beginnings many years ago as a collection on the GBA, and they've probably just been using that same, like, project Ooh. or, like, package to release this and they've, they've released this on the Wii and the Wii U before. Okay. Um, so mother three was a separate thing. So it's probably just requires, you know, basically any amount of effort at all to do. And <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. It's mother. I've, I've talked about this before. Mother has a very funny history with Nintendo where like, they know that like people love it, but, uh, and Reggie is even talked about how he's so tired of like hearing from other fans, but like, mm-hmm. um, their numbers just say people don't come out in droves and buy mother games, you know? So I, I get it. That I guess it's crazy. I guess, I guess, you know, people just, they have the game and they can download the fan patch at this point or they have been able to for years. So yeah. So now, as far I mean, as I know, that fan patch is like really well done. So, it is, yeah. As far as I know, even? it's like, uh, yeah, it is the standard, and N- Nintendo has not done anything to them. Certainly not DMCA them or anything. This, you know, they're certainly aware of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, why do that? You know, I guess so. It's still just weird the absence, especially during the uh, the direct itself. It felt like there was a, and then oh, next game <laughs> like not Mother Three. It's crazy oh, to me that like some Mother Three. It's crazy to me that Earthbound Beginnings ever got a um, English translation patch, like an official English translation with like okay, and in in package with Earthbound. And Mother Three has gotten no support because Earthbound Zero is like a, a it's a very charming game for sure. Even on the NES, you see like the charm of the series, but it's not a good game at all. Like. <laughs> It's got that Nintendo original JRPG grind times a thousand, you know? So wait, um, are Earthbound Beginnings and Earthbound Zero and Mother Mother all the same game? Yes. Okay. I just wasn't sure. I thought that was the case. I'm pretty sure on the GBA cart I referenced earlier, they, they originally rebranded it as Earthbound Beginnings. Earthbound okay. Zero, I think, was meant to be like the original name of some port of it that never got made or that never uh, got officially released and I think 
I can't remember if it was fan translated. I'm pretty sure not. I'm pretty sure that it was translated from like a leaked Nintendo or a leaked copy of the game that was officially translated but never released. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it had a storied history, and I remember. And I obviously am sure I'm going to remember it, but I can go on, I guess. Yeah, I think you talked about a little bit of that. Maybe when you discussed uh, playing Mother Three on a previous podcast at some point. At some point, yeah, Tomato yeah. had done had wrote a Tomato like being one of the main. Yeah, I think that's that the scene. one people reference as the the main fan fan translation, right? He had written a like long and biography of Mother's development history oh. and translation history, and, and or I think it was more about the Mother Three patch, but it explained kind of the context of this game, and that's what I think I was talking about in that podcast episode, okay. that blog post more than anything. But yeah, certainly it's related to this topic. That's cool. But yeah, anyway, um, so the game uh, Live Alive, I believe I believe it's Live Alive, uh, which is a JRPG that has previously never been released outside Japan. But I've heard that name over the years. I just never knew what it was about or what it, it was. It's sticks in your brain because you're like, is it Live Alive or Live Alive? Or? Exactly. You, you don't know. Live Alive? Gonna know, live finally. Alive? Uh, I always thought it should be Live Alive, right? Because you're like living a life, but you're living yeah. alive. But no, apparently it's live alive. <laughs> Cause, cause live alive. Um, yeah, it's coming to Switch. Uh, coming to you know not Japan for the first time ever, and uh, it's gonna be like it's an actual remaster. It looks like, and basically it's like you're playing all these diff- different disparate characters across time and space in different area, different places, living different lives, and uh, apparently they all like intertwine as the story goes along sounds cool yeah. i like and apparently like people that. have yeah yeah apparently people have clamored for it for a long time so it's nice that it's finally being released um let's see is there anything else i mean there's a bunch of stuff that's like just coming to switch you know star wars the force unleashed for some reason again greg is really boning us on this episode oh super boning. and, and veto too bone and storm let me docked from their pay absolutely uh no man's sky coming to switch uh, Klonoa, the two Klonoa games uh, that were on the PlayStation and PlayStation 2, respectively. It's a family podcast. That's cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need to play the Klonoa games at some point. I've heard good things, and I like platformers, of course. Um, yes, yeah, so Creed. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the, the big profile things to mention. Bunch of stuff for Switch, obviously. But overall, pretty pretty fair Nintendo Direct as far as like announcements and releases. Yeah. Um like like John hinted at earlier. There's no silk no, song, so no silk song, <laughs> so I just really don't give a shit. Oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. Never mind about all that. Yeah. In- you should maybe apologize. Strike it from the record. I am sorry. I just want to know what's up with Sony. I just want to know what's up with Silk Song. I mean, where's Silk Song at, man? Where's Silk Song at, man? Oh, and finally, Flask. I'm surprised you neglected to include this. Hey, where's it at, man? New details. I actually released. originally had it on here, but I figured I you took it off, it off for a reason. Well, yeah, not not really. What does it stand for? 
Oh, never mind. I should have just read the link uh, uh, right below it. We, we got new details released for the Wolf Among Us 2, a Telltale series, along with the first official trailer. Um, and Flask, I imagine you took it off because there's not really much to talk about, which, which yeah, there, there's not. Pretty much exactly that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we saw some of the Wizard of Oz folk from Fable Town, mm-hmm. which Flask, you say, is it's probably a flashback prologue segment because... I would say it's... That it, it reads to me like a snippet of like a prologue case because uh, the Wizard of Oz crew is actually like present in the comics. So I doubt they would like explore established characters as a primary plot point when you know it's all backstory to the comics I, story. I'm willing to bet that we're actually seeing just snippets from like the first 30 minutes of the game and like the game's going to open up with that and we're going to cut at some point in the middle of that to him at an anger management session talking about like some fucked yeah. up shit you're doing, you know. Very much, I could see that because, like, in the first game, there was even kind of a almost a similar thing with, uh, you know, flashing back to the stuff with the yeah huntsman. Um, but yeah, we see Big B suspended from sheriff duties. And he's attending anger management therapies. Therapy. The game is slated for release sometime in 2023. Like I said, on the Discord. I don't know, man. I mean, it could be good for sure, but like, I think you kind of pointed out it's like maybe just a wild card because it's so different. Like, mm-hmm. there's been so much time, and like the team is like a completely different set of people. You know, it's all that was a that game. Like, I it's good, and I don't want to like take down from that. But I wonder if like it just stands out more as being really unique among like a series of like very samey games. And uh, it does explore a cool setting, but maybe it's not a super great game, you know? Yeah, I think the... No, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. No, I, no, no, go ahead, Fly. I think you're going to say No, I agree, thing. but I I think um, the least you could say about what they have here, what the potential is, is that they have a very clearly established aesthetic and uh, like genre and style in that sort of noir 80s Yeah, there's setting. no doubt about that. Um, and they also basically have carte blanche for any fable mythological, not mythological, but any, any uh, you know, fable characters that aren't necessarily in the comics, you know, set later. So there's potential there. There's room to breathe, I would say. And there's there's room to like, just, you know what you're, doing you know you're getting into a noir story with big b so you know just have fun yeah sure but but we based on the fact that we really don't have anything from this team yet we have no idea what's going to be like good or bad uh yeah i mean even the first one i mean i, I mean i did play i did enjoy the story but in mean, gameplay wise i mean it actually offered absolutely nothing new uh you know, compared to you know the Walking Dead, whatever season two, oh, no, it was, episode whatever, it was a Telltale game, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, they didn't even try. So like, and I and I still really enjoyed it. You know, just in spite of their, you know, um, maybe whatever. Uh, I I think that even if this one is, I don't know, more samey, and I, I can't I can't imagine after they get all that shit and closed down <laughs> that they're gonna come out with the same, like the same formula. Like I gotta imagine. Did you miss us? Be, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be, and this, you know, this is my call. I feel like it's going to be closer to the dark picture games 
Um, oh, interesting. And I could be way off, but that is just my feeling. I feel like that is the the maybe, and they're not even all that dissimilar to. I mean, the Telltale games really you're just they're just quick time events, and you're watching pictures. Um, but maybe a little less like static in its sort of pacing and yeah instruction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of a good way to put it too. And like I. I don't know if this is just spinning on the wrong thread, but like dark pictures, most of the time you're making important choices that kind of feel like more or less like either they're not fully like either you can feel that they're not fully determinate, you know? So like there's always going to be a wiggle room or they're environmental. Are they going to change like maybe some area you're in or like something you see, yeah. but like they're not going to yeah. like affect your character's life or death. So, like, the stakes are different, and like you said, the pacing is really good, you know? And, and, like, when you do have those life or death sequences, most of the time you can be saved by, like, a good gameplay sequence or QTE, you know? Yeah, unless you're Vito. Unless you're Vito, yeah. <laughs> then, you, then you are actually destined to die. Of course. Naturally. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm still, uh, you know, I guess I'm looking forward to it, yeah. We shall see. We shall see, and we shall see. B. Oh. Uh, yeah. Everybody later. See you next week. Yeah. Hopefully next week we have. You know what? Fuck it, guys. Be you. As in B. John Flask. Taking the week off, and then there's gonna be Vito Greg show. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude! Exactly. A hundred percent. One hundo. Like they owe this as a whole show. Greg, sure, Greg was here for half of it, and he was here for none of it, but, you know, what What really matters, well, it's mean, like prison, you know? There's really only two minutes in a podcast, man. The first minute, and the last. Ooh. Sure, yeah. That, you know, you've always said that. Whoa. And I never really understood it, I think, until today. Yeah, man. That's why we're going another four hours. Just gonna what riff on about? whatever. What? We're gonna riff. Yeah, okay, you start. Yeah, you start. Alright. Flask, as always, please give our listeners the final word. Uh Stadia. Or Stadia, depending. Stadio. Studio. Stablo. Stadio X. Stablo. Or Stadia. That's what. That's when I don't. I don't think people are. I don't think people are paying enough attention to Stadia. I prefer Stadia. I prefer. Sorry, you can't say that on here. Oh, I can say it. No.